Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're very excited to welcome our next guest to the show. It is the holiday season, and I know a lot of people are getting in the holiday mood by listening to Christmas music. Bradley, Absolutely. you love Christmas music. Yeah. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and our next guest is Phil Thompson, who produced a, uh, a wonderful. Wonderful CD of holiday music, but this is holiday music that actually does good. And we're going to talk to Phil Thompson about this great CD. Hello, Phil. Hey, Phil. Hey, Bradley. Hey, Colleen. How are you guys? We're great. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. So tell us about a Minnesota Holiday Volume 10, this charity CD that benefits Be The Match. Well, it's so exciting. So this is our big 10th year anniversary. We've been doing the CD for the last nine years, and it's really kind of a showcase of Minnesota music. So over the years, we've always featured local Minnesota music. So through the years, we've had, you know, really kind of the who's who of Minnesota music. And this being our big 10th year anniversary, it's all holiday arrangements by artists like Bob Dylan and Brian Setzer, Owl City, G.B. Layden, uh, The Blenders. Um, So really, it's kind of a who's who. We've got 15 tracks. And the best part, like you were saying, is the proceeds we've raised almost a half a million dollars to date um, through doing the CD. Uh, we've partnered with Be the Match, which is a great national nonprofit that's based right here in Minneapolis that helps those you know fighting leukemia and lymphoma find a bone marrow match. You know, um, you talk about some of the uh, amazing names that are on this CD. How do you go about getting all of these names together and deciding, you know, what what's going to end up being on this CD? Totally. You know, each year, I mean, it's, it's fun because, I mean, Minnesota just has such great talent. I mean, each year, you know, we've got dozens and dozens of artists, you know, wanting to be on the CD, reaching out. And you know, we start, you know, all the way back in, you know, Christmas in July, kind of, so to speak, mm-hmm. and, you know, we're working on which artists are going to be on it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's tough, but, I mean, it's kind of a fun mix of, you know, some of the pop favorites um, of songs, and then a lot of artists, you know, want to go more the traditional route. So we've got, like, Ben Utech, who's doing Oh Holy Night, yeah to end the CD, which is beautiful. Um, so we've got, you know, traditional and pop holiday favorites, but, you know, everybody puts their own spin on it. So it's really just trying to find, you know, the perfect mix of kind of those songs. Um, and obviously, you know, when, when Bob Dylan says he wants to be on the CD this year, we're like, yep, you're on. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You don't turn that one down. No way, Jose. Yeah, that's amazing. For uh, sure. And, uh, and what song, And d- did you say what song he performs on the CD? Yeah, so um, Bob Dylan is on the CD. He's doing Little Drummer Boy this year. Um, and then, like, the Blenders open up the CD. They do a really cool um, Do You Hear What I Hear, but then they kind of mix in the Who. 
I'm going to kind of do this kind of cool sampling of one of the songs by The Who. And I don't know, it's just people really put a lot of thought into these arrangements. And then they really want to put their own kind of artistic spin on it. So it's fun. I mean, it's it's amazing each year I'm humbled by, you know, just the talent and creativity of Minnesota music. And, you know, what's really good about this is that it, it's a great thing to have for yourself, you know, to, to be able to play in your own home or in your car when you're in the festive spirit. But it's also a great gift to give somebody else. Oh, sure. And it gives on a hundred different levels because, first, it gives to be the match because that's the charity that it supports. But also, in addition to giving, you know, the gift of music, you all, there's also bonus offers that come along with the CD. Can you tell us about those, Phil? Absolutely. So that's a great thing. So these CDs, they're $12.99. Like I said, the proceeds are benefiting a local charity. But when you get these CDs, whether it's for yourself or you're looking for a last-minute stocking stuffer, there's over $200 of bonus gifts. These are exclusive gifts. That include uh, $20 off a show ticket at Chanhassen Dinner Theater's production of Holiday Inn, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's $20 off up to six tickets. And then we've got these great buy one, get one free offers that, again, are exclusive to the CD. But um, the Ice Castles display um, out in Excelsior, that's on there, as well as a lift ticket at uh, Wild Mountain Ski, Devani's, and Sea Life Aquarium, buy one, get one ticket there. So, again, I mean, so many gifts, and if you're out and about and you're thinking, gosh, I need a last-minute, you know, gift, you know, we're going to our friend's house, you know, just pop into a Kowalski's, and, and they're right in the checkout lanes of every Kowalski's. And it's it's really, like you said, it's it's a gift on so many levels. Yeah. It's, you know, Minnesota music, helping a charity. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're just so excited with it. You know, I, we did make sure that this final weekend leading up to Christmas, all the Kowalski's markets do have – Inventory still, I mean, we've, it's running low, but we definitely have CDs in all Kowalski's. So, as, like I said, if you're out and about, just pop in, get, get that, get a bottle of wine, from, you know, and, and make a night of it. There you go. Yeah, this would be a perfect last-minute gift, and then just buy one for yourself. You know, that way uh, you get to enjoy the music as well, and then you get, the gift, uh, get to give the gift. I was going to ask, too... Um, as uh, you know, they do sell out every year. Um, are you able? Are there any past years volumes that are still available, or it's kind of once it's there, it's done? Yeah, usually once it's gone, it's gone. Um, you know, I, I think I've seen a few floating around on eBay in different places from time to time. I always just like, how how do they get on eBay? I'm not sure, but um, for the most part, once they're gone, they're gone. Um, and if, you know, you can't get to a qual season, I think there's, you know, 10 metro locations, they're all over. But if you can't get to a qual season markets, we are on iTunes as well. And again, those proceeds, again, go right to be the match. You don't get the cool bonus gifts and uh, the CD, but um, you can go on iTunes and just type in Minnesota Holiday Volume 10, um, and it'll pop up right there, too. Perfect. And just a really quick word about, uh, about Be the Match. Mm-hmm. Um, be the Match, like you said, Phil, is a local, a local, uh, organization and they are the largest and most diverse marrow registry in the world and and bone marrow is uh, a, a relatively easy thing to be able to donate to people who are in need and typically the people who are in need of, of bone marrow are um, those who are battling life-threatening blood cancers like leukemia and lymphoma uh, and so Absolutely. that is another thing you know to, to educate yourself about and wonderful work you're doing to help raise money uh, for a very worthy organization Phil so thank well, thank you for yeah. putting together such a fun <laughs> way to benefit such a great organization Thank you. And, you know, that's the kind of unique thing about, you know, exactly what you said is, is Be The Match does have the largest registry. But, you know, the unique thing I learned about working with them over the years is that 
you know, when somebody is battling leukemia or lymphoma, only 30% of the time is a family member a match that they could donate. So 70% of the time, people are relying on strangers mm-hmm. to step up. And it's as easy as giving a saliva sample, um, and then you're on the registry. And it doesn't mean that you will ever be called up. You know, most, almost, you know, 90-something percent of the people never get contacted. But, you know, in that rare case that you are the match, you can literally save a life. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Phil, thank you so much. Uh, Phil Thompson, who is the, the producer of a Minnesota Holiday Volume 10. This is the charity CD that benefits Be The Match, and you can get it exclusively at Kowalski's. And don't forget about those $200 worth of bonus offers that yeah, come no, with that wonderful. CD. It's a great gift. And Phil, best of luck to you. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again next year. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And uh, really appreciate everybody, you know, again, making that last minute stop. I know it's a busy time of year, but if you're going by Kowalski's, hop in, buy a stack of CDs, and I guarantee everybody who gets it is going to love it. Sounds great. Thank you, Phil. Phil. Thanks, guys. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, Bradley, you have had the opportunity to watch the Ellen special. Oh, yeah. On on Netflix. Netflix. Yep. It's called uh, Relatable, and we, I'll tell you whether or not she is. We're going to find out how relatable she actually is after this on My Talk 107. So Ellen has a special on Netflix. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Bradley has watched it. It's called Relatable. And uh, Bradley, since you've watched it, maybe you can tell us, is she relatable? I absolutely will tell you just that I um, got the chance to sit down and watch it the night it premiered, which would have been the days all blur. But I think it was Tuesday is when it premiered on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And this is her first special in like 15 years. Mm -hmm. And um, she wanted to go back to comedy for a number of reasons we can talk about. We actually talked about the fact that this special was coming. But um, we were sitting on the couch on Tuesday. I was like, oh, this is out. Let's just watch it. Because I used to love Ellen when she did stand up before she um, started doing her show. And uh, it's about an hour long. Let's have a little bit of a, a listen. This I think this clip is going to sort of crystallize exactly uh, the dilemma she was facing when she decided to start doing stand-up again. So it's sort of how she kicks off that no. hour-long special. And again, it's called Relatable. And honestly, I, you know, here's the thing. It was relatable for a while. And uh-huh. there were parts of it that I thought were funny. You know, we actually, we laughed. But there was also just, there was just some clunk. There was a couple clunky parts. Mm-hmm. She um, played videos and danced. So kind of reminiscent of her TV show. I don't know how much you watch Ellen's TV show, but her showing animal videos is not uncommon, right? Um, and so there are a couple moments where she showed animal videos. Like, which, which it, it was this weird thing. Like, usually on comedy shows, you're not like at one point, Jamie goes, well, that happened. Um, where you don't you don't typically see like, you know, that kind of stuff show up in a comedy special. I feel like that was somebody saying to her, well, you know, people love to see when you dance and when you show your animal videos. So maybe give them a little bit of that. Well, I feel like that was very much her going mm-hmm. like, I got to, you know, put a little bit of me into this. Well, she also touches on like what got her started in comedy and it was those moments and it was those sort of deeper moments like, are you still relatable that. 
I thought, you know, like I want to know about, like, Mm -hmm. I want to understand what it's really like to be Ellen. You know, we hear stories all the time about how behind the scenes she's maybe a little different than that public persona. Mm -hmm. And she talks about how it's very hard for her to be an unlikable person in life. She's like, she did this whole thing, which I thought was actually very funny, where she talked about like, she's like, I'm the kind person, so I can't afford to be unkind in my life at all in public because people if i honk the horn at someone and they turn and look i have they're like oh it's ellen right and then she's got to be like hey guys and start dancing so that totally i think that's hilarious right Right. like you've created this image for yourself that sort of has a life of its own she's like i i get asked to dance more than you know barishnikov which is hilarious and probably true yeah like she because that's what people know about her and I would like her to explore more of that. Right. You know, like I wanted to hear like, well, what does that mean then in your real life? Like, what does that mean? And and there's this thing about Ellen, um, which which I think has always been true, where she hides a certain part of herself mm-hmm. in a way that I don't think serves her very well. Right. So I think that she tried to bear some of herself in this special, but it seemed very forced. Like the moments where she actually tries to get into what's going on in her mind and in her psyche and sort of where she came from as a child. And like, it, it, it just, it didn't seem very natural or very, um, actually very revealing. But I, I, it just left me wanting more is what yeah. I guess I'm going to say. So there were definitely funny moments. You will laugh if you love Ellen. You will get all sorts of opportunities to laugh. Um, but I, I feel like if you were hoping to walk away with a little better understanding of what Ellen is uh, like sort of behind the scenes or what it's really like to be in her position, I think you might be... Um, wanting a little, a little disappointed you know it because she is funny like I laughed at that little piece right there um the her storytelling is is funny the way she um her delivery is funny she's a funny person um and and yet I've heard her in interviews before when she's talked a little bit about her history and, and what got her into comedy when she's talking about herself personally or sharing stories about her life extemporaneously she's not always that funny um she doesn't always you know she's not always delivering the setup and a punchline um and there's i i wonder if there's not something in between those two things that would be interesting to to your point to mine a little bit but it's like she i don't know that she knows how to go there or isn't maybe isn't willing i don't to think go she's there. comfortable i don't think it's natural for her i think the problem the, the the if i were to take a step back and sort of you know look big picture i would think that we are in a time and a place in the world where we want to hear from people who are a little bit more um willing to sort of bear all mm-hmm. and those who aren't comfortable which by the way i totally relate to not being comfortable sort of bearing all hi everybody this is adriana trajani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen hannah mitch album Susie essman craig ferguson rain wilson amor tolls you name it they come they share new episodes of you are what you read drop every tuesday on apple spotify or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. All before an audience. I, I think, though, that we are in a place where, because um, then I, I go back to, for example, Hannah Gadsby. I, mm-hmm. I keep going back to her when I watch comedy now, where, like, in this day and age, I don't know if those sort of like animal jokes and, um, you know, sort of generic observational humor are enough. Right. 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 To make They're, a satisfying comedy experience. Like we almost want, we want some perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wish we had more time. I, I want to watch that now. Yeah. It's totally worth watching. Okay. Uh, when we come back, and that's the Ellen special on Netflix called Relatable. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags on My Talk 107. Celebrities behaving badly. They do it all the time, and we love to talk about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer. Hello, ladies. And we call those celebrities behaving badly D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your douchebag? Michael Rappaport. When was the last time we talked about him? I don't even know who that is. Oh is my that gosh. the Lord of the Dance guy? No. No. Michael Michael Flyley. You remember, well, you, maybe you don't, but he was a big actor in like the 80s slash 90s but he has made a resurgence and now shoot i watched this show and now i'm going to get it the name of it wrong because there's a number of different shows now that are that deal with autism and i get them all mixed up but it's not the a word it's atypical atypical he stars in that show now um he plays the dad in that show which is a netflix show it's a great show and i highly 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 recommend it they just wrapped up or they you know they just dropped the set or the second season has been dropped you can watch it in its entirety on netflix so there's two seasons available anyway he's on that show um but he he has gotten a lot of negative attention for a Instagram post he made about Ariana Grande. Oh, okay. What did he say? He posted a picture of her without makeup the, uh, and giving a peace sign. And her hair is wet. She looks like she probably just got out of the pool. And he shared the following sentiment. <clears throat> Ariana Grande is 27. Acts 12. You take off those boots she hides her legs in, the cat eye makeup, and the genie ponytail, and I think there's hotter women working the counter at Starbucks. No disrespect to Starbucks. Whoa. Uh, What caused that rant to duty? Well, he apparently is, I mean, he's a ranter, uh, but he rants usually about public figures that are more in the political spectrum versus you know, young pop princesses. Uh, and so oh my God. people, he, he doubled down. He did double down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go too far into that, but he basically then called out the people who were calling him out by saying, you know, you guys are all on my side when I call out certain people, 
But then the second I call out this gal, you're not in, you're not interested. Yeah. Um, I, I'm paraphrasing. I mean, okay, yeah, okay. But you know, one of the one of his critics, you know, had a good point mm-hmm. when he, when they basically said, you know, don't let you have a loud voice and a large reach. Do not let this be a moment where young girls feel that they need to be in costumes or full makeup in order to be beautiful, because that's essentially what he was trying to say was she's a plain girl. She she's not cute, but you all think she's cute because she puts her hair up in a ponytail and she puts on that makeup and she wears those high boots. And just, you know what, Michael Rappaport, just think. And don't maybe talk, say things at all. Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, a forty-year-old, forty-year-old man. I'm totally. My gosh, he's only forty-eight. Who? I just felt really old. I did not realize he was only forty-eight years old. Yeah, you're old. Yeah, so am I. We're old. Whoa. Okay. Forty-eight-year-old man. Um, you know, commenting on. Ariana Grande, just it's not the moment for that. It, it has at the very surface, it's bad optics, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, regardless of what the context is, I mean, he's trying to make an argument about context, I think. Yeah. And I don't know enough about his oeuvre to comment on whether or not it's out of context for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, just from a visual uh, surface perspective, it seems kind of tone deaf for a an old white dude to be talking about a young lady. Mm-hmm. That and said, calling her ugly I'm a 43 year old man who has probably said worse things. However, I don't know that I would comment on a woman how she looked like. I don't understand the point of the comment he's trying to make. Right. Right. We I have commented on people's appearances left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The fact that she looks differently when she doesn't wear makeup. I mean, everybody so. does. Shocking. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. Spoiler like, alert. He might look better with makeup because as far as looks go, I mean, he's kind of at the bottom of the list. Is he not? Hey, oh, well, I mean, look at him. I mean, yeah, I mean, he there, he had a time. You're acting like that's I'm being no, insensitive. I thought it was kind of funny. An he, attractive man. He had his he's had better. He's had his days. Mm-hmm. Shall we say? Yeah, that's the other tone deaf thing. Is like if you're a, if you, I mean, if you're a troll, you might not want to throw troll at somebody else. I want to look at the man in the. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. my d bag is all this dumb lady on Twitter. Okay, and also Carrie Underpants in that song for the NFL. It's a long story, but we'll get there. Okay, okay. so um, I was drawn. My attention was drawn to the story. Carrie Underwood responds to Sunday Night Football backlash. In the classiest way. I am a sucker for stories like this because I I feel like these are fake, fake, fake stories. Whenever they're like, celebrity claps back to hater online. I'm mm-hmm. like, there is a hater for everything. Like the Pope gets haters, I'm mm-hmm. sure, right? Mm-hmm. Mother Teresa would get haters if she were still alive. There are probably people, if you Googled or if you searched Twitter for Mother Teresa right now, you'd probably find some assy comment that mm-hmm. somebody said about her. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just dumb when celebrities choose to do this because it's really just a way for them to get their names and headlines. Mm-hmm. That said, I fall for it every time. And I read about this um, interaction. So Carrie Underwood took this woman's tweet. And her name is Jessica Smitana. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her name. 
But uh, Jessica Smitana is a producer and a showrunner at Sports Illustrated. She looks like a very nice lady. Mm-hmm. She tweets the following. I love that NBC has been reading everyone's Collinsworth slide tweets. I don't know what that means. What? Some sports reference. Because it means they've also been reading the tweets about how we all pretty much hate the new Carrie Underwood song. Now, the Carrie Underwood song, of course, is that Monday Night Football song. Mm -hmm. And I think we listened to it on the show and and talked about how it stunk. Mm -hmm. What? We didn't like it. Yeah. 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 For sure. I mean, it's just not our, well, first of all, football. Also, it's not our style, you know. Yeah. Uh, And perhaps if Holly, uh, I apologize, I don't have it in front of me. It's actually at the bottom of that story. If you want to play it, that would be awesome. Is it the game on Sunday Night Football 2018 theme? Oh, it is Sunday Night Football, not Mm -hmm. Monday Football. All right. So here is a little bit of Carrie Underwood singing the Sunday Night Football theme. We were like, whatever, we don't watch sports, but it's not my favorite song. Anyway, so that, you know, this woman, Jessica, made that comment on Twitter so then Carrie replies to it or, you know, retweets Claps it with a comment. Back. She clapped back <laughs> by saying, hey, I know my music isn't for everyone, but I love what I do. And I love being a part of Sunday Night Football on NBC. I am one lucky lady. I also love women who build other women up. Just saying. So, OK, I told you my D-bag here was this lady on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it's because Jessica, after being called out by Carrie. Mm-hmm. Then says the following. Oh, my God. Wait, no, I love you. I just miss the old song. Cry face emoji, cry face emoji, cry face emoji. Like, oh, I got her attention and now she knows I don't like her song. I better smooth that over with Carrie Underwood so we can be friends again. And then she goes, (laughs) um... Uh, then somebody goes, gotta take that L Jess. And she says, nah, not liking a song doesn't mean I don't like her or her music and doesn't mean I don't build up other women either. And then she goes on in another tweet to say, sorry that I dissed game on in my tweet about Chris Collinsworth slides. I didn't mean to upset Carrie or her fans. And I'm all about supporting women, too. I just miss that other song. Oh, my gosh. Calm down, Jessica. Who's the G-bag again? Jessica Smetana. This woman. She needs to calm down. Because I'm like, lady. Look, if you, by the way, she's like a somebody. She does. She has like a, a a job in media, right? Like you, first of all, you should know if you got a blue check mark and you mm-hmm. say something about a celebrity, you shouldn't be surprised that they react. Second of all, if you really feel that way and the celebrity responds, you don't come up with like a like oh I mm-hmm. oh I didn't really mean it. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. You said we all hated that dumb song. Yeah. So you just stand own it by and be your like, stuff. hey, I don't have to like everything, but you're a great woman and kudos to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe the next thing you do, I'll like. Mm-hmm. I mean, who cares? We're all adults here, right? But to then backtrack and do the whole like, crayface emoji, crayface emoji, as if that's going to take back your assy comment. I mean, just not. own it. Just own girl. it, girl. Just own it. You, you're a self-described meme lord. Yeah, that was my favorite part of her. Did you see her description on her Twitter? Well, she says producer, of herself, showrunner at yeah. Sports Illustrated, meme lord. Yeah, lord of the memes. Walker. So anyway, um, yeah, she's a d-bag, but also that song because I don't like it. But I don't watch Sunday Night Football, so nobody cares what I think about it. But if Carrie Underwood called into the station and was like, you know, I just think you're a horrible person for not liking my song, I'd be like, well, I'm sorry, thank you, Carrie Underpants, and I call you Carrie Underpants, and that's probably rude too, but. 
you know, I can't double. I can't. If she calls me out on that, I can't then go back and be like, I just want. I just think it's cute to call you Carrie Underpants. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't backtrack right. from it. Right. You just got to own you it. Got to own it. If you're going to have opinions about things, just own them, and you're entitled to them. You are certainly entitled to have your opinion. But it's just that thing that people do when they get around celebrities, like they can't. You know, and they get busted having an opinion. Yeah. Now, and then they think they have to kiss their butt to undo the opinion. Now, that said, I will say, and I don't know if this is the case, I wouldn't be surprised if part of this was motivated by like a torrent of abuse hurled from the fans of Carrie Underwood. Well, I think that that's what that third tweet was the one that was like uh, really trying to backtrack. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because that's the other thing. That would be my only impetus for not, um, you know, having an opinion about. I remember once making an opinion about a publication and I made a comment about their tweet and I got all of this mm-hmm. like pushback from people who love that publication. And I was like, whoa, who like, knew you people need a life? Who knew? Like, the- I'm going to come to the defense of this company. Okay. <laughs> When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we need three people who think they are really good at answering the impossible question posed by an eight-year-old. We're going to answer Keller's question, 651-641-1071, after this on My Talk 1071. We've got three people who think they're really good at answering inquisitive questions from an eight-year-old on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, And these three brave people are going to try to answer Keller's question. Any questions? Can I ask you something? I have a question. I have a very important question for you. It's time to answer Keller's question. I have questions for you. So as you may remember, I have a very inquisitive, almost nine-year-old. He's eight now. Uh, and he asks me questions that often sound pretty easy at first hearing. Yeah. But then once you start to try to answer them, you realize these are a little bit more complicated than I'm ready for. And so uh, I like to keep track of them and I tweet them with the hashtag Keller Live. And then I collect them. And then we like to practice on the Colleen and Bradley show, seeing how other people would do when they are given Keller's question spontaneously, see how they answer it. But then, Bradley, you've actually done the research. Mm -hmm. So you can actually help us answer Keller's question. Lucky you. But first, we are going to put three people through the paces so we can see how they do spontaneously answering Keller's question. Let's go first to Carrie. Hello, Carrie. Hi. Hi. Now, you think you are pretty good at answering uh, an eight-year-old's question. Well, I did a few weeks ago when you asked about the movie Extras, and I uh, answered that one and told you I was an extra. Guess what? You're in luck, because here's another movie-related one. I feel like he's going to have a good answer. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you just lucked out. Okay, here we go. Here's Keller's question, Carrie. I have questions for you. If a kid is in a movie and he can't cry, will they hurt the kid so that he will cry? If a kid is in a movie and he can't cry on demand, do they hurt the kid so he'll cry? Um, usually, no. <laughs> that would be um, not very good. <laughs> usually, they will prompt him as to something sad that he can remember. Mm. Mm. That's a good answer. Okay. Like, can you give an example, Carrie? Um, loss of a pet, 
or mm-hmm. something like that, you know, that uh, they want them to remember that and then cry because of that. All right. Thank you, Carrie. Good answer. As usual. Okay. Carrie, Carrie just spontaneously was able to call on the day we were talking about movies. For the second time. For the second time. That's crazy. All right. With let's, no heads up. That's crazy. Let's go to Pat. I don't know if I believe. I know. That was a coincidence. I know. Holly, did you call him? No. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Pat. Hi. Are you pretty good at answering kids' questions? Yeah, is it the same one? Yes, it is. Here, I'm, we're going to give it to you one more time. Here you go. Sure. I have questions for you. If a kid is in a movie and he can't cry, will they hurt the kid so that he will cry? cry. If a kid is in a movie and he can't cry on demand, will they hurt the kid so he'll cry? Well, kind of hurt. I think they pull like a nose hair and makes their eyes water. (laughs) (laughs) Seems legit. All right, Pat. Thank you for that. Do kids have nose hair? That would be the follow-up question that my kid would ask. All right, let's go to Elaine finally. Hello, Elaine. Elaine, are you pretty good at answering kids' questions? I think so. All right, here's Keller's question. I have questions for you. If a kid is in a movie and he can't cry, will they hurt the kid so that he will cry? If the kid is in a movie and he can't cry, do they hurt the kid so he'll cry? Absolutely not. But they will try and figure out a time when he was really sad. And they can use that, and they can practice. Okay. Kind of like you. on the same lines as the first person, Carrie. Thank you, Elaine. Now, to which I would say, well, I, that's, that's actually how I answered it. And do you know what he said to me? What did he say? He said, so they won't, like, pinch him and make him cry, but they'll make them think about the saddest thing that ever ha- happened to them. And then I said, yeah. And then he goes, that hurts more than pinching. That's kind of right, like psychological torture. It's totally it's true. As bad as he was. Torture. He was like, I'd rather you pinched me than make me think of the saddest thing that ever happened to also, me. Also, pinching me is not going to make me cry. Right. That's true. I'll I just go, hey. <laughs> but that's you know maybe different for a baby. Um, well, okay, so that actually is the answer to the question. The question depends on what you mean by kid, right? Mm. Because if it's an infant, um, it's actually really easy to get them to cry. What do you do? You just um, deprive them of their mother. Okay. Put them in a dark room alone. Okay, you don't actually do any of those things. But what you do do is wait around for them to cry. It doesn't take long usually. infant, right? Right. So if you do some, you know, preliminary digging on the internet, that's what you're going to find. What I will tell you, too, is that, um, in you know, most movies filmed in california and in california according to law any child as young as only 15 days can be used in a shooting um in some states there's no minimum at all what i'm sorry when you said shooting i like had an adverse reaction yeah sorry (laughs) yeah like a filming shooting (laughs) thank you shooting a film Mm -hmm. yes um according to a sag spokesperson infants are typically hired as background actors and receive a day rate of 126 dollars if an agent or parent bargains for the child to be paid as a principal performer the rate can increase to 737 dollars a day um and this one particular individual who seems to know what they're talking about says uh it can't be denied that children are deliberately made to cry in some scenes it makes me sad. So, Psychological I would be sad. trauma. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, 
When we come back, a different kind of trauma. Sorry about it. Um, there's more to this story about Les Moonves and CBS. We're going to tell you all that went on behind the scenes with CBS and that payout. As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever. So you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's sentence clarity rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.